There is no one else who can do the job because it's common man's common sense. And we're coming in hot <laughs> with a Facebook with a Facebook story. Uh, so for those of you who didn't see it, um, and you can see it on Project Veritas's uh, Facebook, or I'm sorry, Facebook website, <clears throat> not their Facebook page. That's what we don't want. Um, so one of their um, is IT a data center technician um in a whistleblower capacity, went to Project Veritas talking about their um, vaccine hesitancy policy. And so, and keep in mind, and I don't remember if we talked about the story from a few weeks ago where Mark Zuckerberg was vocal about, you know, he he's, um, was not going to get the vaccine and had concerns about getting the vaccine himself, but they were curbing vaccine speech on their platform. And so that's what this guy's uh, going to be discussing. So we'll have two clips and we'll segment this up a little bit. And these will just be a small portion of a way larger interview. And so, and, and I don't, I'm not quite sure exactly what happened here because he went, they, they're saying that he went public and because originally I think he did this interview hidden with the, uh, the uh, mechanism to alter his voice. And now he's not doing it. So they have his face and everything. And so the reason I want to talk about this is, um, Several reasons because I, I talked a few weeks ago, a few weeks ago about Marjorie Taylor Greene, one of the things that, that she was doing within Congress, and talking about people making sacrifice. And so the thing that I keep beating to death is Facebook specifically. Why are people still on this? What they're doing? Like I think it's one of the things that that we do primarily on this show is exemplify what what Facebook is and does, and and why you should get off. That's one of the things we started our very first episode with, but. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, so when when I'm discussing sacrifice, listen to, to this whistleblower, and we'll go from there. He's going to keep expanding until anything can violate it. What would happen if this was scaled larger and scaled to Twitter and the Internet as a whole is way worse than anything that could happen from me getting fired from my job to me. That it far outweighs that. Because it's more, about more than me. It's about... It really everyone in the world. It's almost like you're saying that your desire to follow your conscience outweighs any potential risk there might be to you yeah. from doing this. Yes. I think that's also the main reason why people don't want to come out with it because what if I, you know, I have I have two kids. I have, you know, my wife and if I lose my job, it's like what do I do? But that's less of a concern to me. And so when that guy again look at what he has to lose and what he's doing and the only sacrifice that, that people have to make to help rectify the negative things that are occurring in our country that in large part are driven by the, um, the what they refer to as the tech oligarchy. What these people are doing is stop using the platform. It's that easy. And that sacrifice apparently can't be made on a mass scale by people that lean to the right or call themselves a conservative. Am I right? Uh, that's absolutely right. And so a wife and a family, he's telling you what this company is and what they're doing just in this. And this is one microcosm of, of what they do because they do so much more than this. And so we've already talked about the money that they dumped in to help with election fraud. And so 
while they're not solely responsible for the election being stolen, without their their financial assistance and their administrative assistance, it couldn't have happened. So they were part of the package that came along with that. They were a required component of that entire apparatus. So let's uh, let's listen to the second piece. Facebook uses classifiers in their algorithms to determine certain content to be what they call vaccine hesitant, or they call it vaccine hesitancy. And without the user's knowledge, they assign a score to these comments that's called a VH score, the vaccine hesitancy score. And based on that score, we'll demote or leave the comment alone, depending on the content within the comment. Our Facebook insider is a data center technician who leaked us multiple internal documents detailing an algorithm test being run on 1.5% of Facebook and Instagram's nearly 3.8 billion users worldwide. The goal? To, quote, drastically reduce user exposure to vaccine hesitancy in comments. You'll see a lot of this difference in their public policy versus the private policy, where the public policy is very vague, it's very ambiguous, it's designed to be questioned because right. it's designed to be able to easily defend. But then if you look at the private policy, it's much, much more clear, much more specific. Oh, I think that Does that sound familiar, the private, the public policy and private policy? Do ring a bell for anybody? Well, what I was going to address before that is that sounds a whole lot like China's oh, social credit that's, score. Sure, that, and that, that was the overlying theme that, that where I was going to go with this. Um, it, it just reminded me so much of Hillary Clinton, the public versus private policy. Yeah. Um, so let's finish this out, and then we'll go right where Rex is talking about. They're trying to make it seem like they're not doing as much or that they're just kind of like generalizing it like, oh, well, we just have some robot that just tags your post and then, you know, we look at it. But I think they don't want people to know, oh, no, we actually have something that we made specifically for vaccine hesitancy. So basically, when they write this algorithm, it goes through Facebook content and it looks for certain keywords uh, that are related to vaccination or, you know, not getting a vaccine and stuff like that. And it gives it a score, and the VH score means vaccine, vaccine hesitancy, which is defined as being hesitant to get a vaccine, but not just like, well, I don't know, it's, it's even, well, I saw a study that said that someone died that got the vaccine. That's vaccine hesitancy. So this is a beta test. This is all a beta test. Right, right. And, and how big is this uh, beta test? They refer to the test size as 1.5%. Not exactly. So, I mean, it's kind of mind-boggling. Um, and so you see the level of, of absolute control they have over the information that, that passes onto their through and on their platform. Yeah, it's, and, I mean, that's a very intricate system that they've sure. designed their algorithm and, or whatever. But the, the, And that's coming from people that are willingly giving up information. This right. isn't information that... You know, they've stolen from you. This is information that you've put out there. Yeah, volunteered freely. Yes, well, absolutely. you might not realize you volunteered it freely, but you absolutely have. And so do you think that it would be out of the, the realm of reality to imagine that they data log all of that information? Oh, they absolutely data log and, that and information. Does, do you think they del just delete that or no. do, or it goes away? Do they store What happens to that information? They probably always have it. And so anything, think about that, people. Anything and everything that you put on there is information that now belongs to them. Pictures of your children, everything. The, so the, I've heard, read before about the the level of uh, infidelity that occurs with with you know um, you know high school sweethearts X Y and Z with uh, the participation on Facebook that that raised exponentially over before the days of social media. Do you think that they don't have all that information of you cheating on your wife 
or vice versa stored on their servers. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And so, and to, to, to your point, which was exactly my point with the overarching theme of this particular story is where else have we seen that? Yes. CCP controls. And if, if they start and the guy just said it, this is a beta test. He didn't say that was a beta test solely for this singular issue. They they can they can make this applicable to anything on their platform, anything. Yeah, and did you hear what Tesla is, has done with their cars? I just read about that. You're talking about the CCP. Um, the in China, they outlawed it where any any military anybody in the Chinese military or anything like that cannot own or ride in a Tesla vehicle because Tesla captures everything inside of it and. Uh, it has these data centers, so all of the audio, everything like that goes back to these data centers. And so China said, you are not allowed to do that. Well, China took the same route that the actual iPhone did, you know, and they, uh, Tesla has taken the same route, I'm sorry, Tesla taken the same route as the iPhone, and they actually built data centers in China, and the government, had the Chinese government has access to it. So... Nothing goes back to the U.S. because China was worried that all the information captured in the vehicles was going back to the U.S. Mm-hmm. So, and, and Apple has done the same thing with their phones. And it said that China actually has um, the uh, encryption key to open up any of the iPhones, anything. They can access any data on iPhones in China. And now Tesla's the same way. So that's, yeah. Sure. Same same type thing. And and so if that's not and, and a, what's that for though? I mean, it, is that to reward you or is that to punish you? Oh, I'm, I'm but, sure it's for you know just because that's a benevolent government that wants to assist you and, and be of utmost um, yeah assistance. Um, and and one of the common themes I I hear and I again I, I know I'm beating a dead horse, but oh I'm only on there uh, to to look. I don't post. You're you're lending your you're you're donating your time to this if you're on their platform and so and that that's one of the the crazy things about it like oh you know um i'm not doing anything wrong or or whatever like they can they can have my information i'm not doing anything well look that this guy didn't want to get the vaccine mark zuckerberg did not want to get the vaccine he himself had vaccine hesitancy but you know their definition vaccine has it he had that has that Okay, you're not allowed to have it. So they're coercing you and then shaming you for not getting something, basically what's equating to, to de facto by force. So the idea that, um, you know, the, the people that work there, this little tech guy, like a lot, they all look about like him, these little dweeby people. Um, philosophically, they don't look physically dangerous, but they're... Um, their political position, their political leanings, and their philosophical beliefs are very dangerous because they align closely with the CCP who has so much influence over this platform, obviously. And so people like us don't belong on there. They hate you. Look what they're doing to you. Do you think they're not data logging all that for your other political disagreements? Why would you be on there? So, Oh, yeah, that's what I was getting at. I mean, that, that's not to help you. No. That's, that's to harm you. And it's, like, that's that's not gonna that's not gonna benefit you in any positive way. No, and at so, all that I can see. Um, but now that I've went on my uh, my patented uh, Facebook tirade, we'll roll into some more CCP butt kissing. 
And that would be, uh, yes, this guy. So I'm going to translate because uh, this is going to sound like uh, gibber, gibberish. So this is John Cena apologizing. Uh, it says to China and the Chinese people, the Chinese people don't care because they don't know what he said because the Chinese government public didn't let them hear what he said. And so he was at a speaking engagement. Apparently he's part of the new Fast and Furious franchise, the movies. Um. And I so, wouldn't know. Quit watching when Paul Walker died. God rest his soul. I've never watched any of them. So. <laughs> I think they're on number like 41 or 48 or something. Now. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they're on up there. <laughs> so he, um, at, at a press briefing or something, he he had mentioned something about uh, the country of Taiwan being the first, first to have the opening for the movie. And the CCP apparently has demanded that he retract that. So, Again, I will uh, I will read off the because uh, I'm sure our our listeners don't speak Mandarin. <laughs> Hello, China. This is John Cena. There's something I have to clarify. I've done a lot of interviews for F9. I might add some stuff in here. In one of the interviews, I made a mistake. Can you pause that? I just got to talk about the contrition on his face. You know what I mean. And yeah. you need to mention he looks like he's off the juice right now, too. Yeah, he's a very odd-looking guy. Yeah, I, I think that's gross. I, I'm hormones. sorry to borrow a page out of the QAnon uh, book, but uh, maybe, he's, <laughs> maybe he's off his adrenochrome. I don't know. <laughs> kind of looks like it. <laughs> okay, sorry. There you go. Everyone asked me if I could use Chinese to explain it. The F9 crew has given me a lot of information. There were a lot of interviews and information. And I made a mistake. I have to say this right now. And it's very, very, very important. Pause that. Is it really that? I mean, that was that four or five varies? I didn't even count. I don't know. It four. sounds important. Yeah, I mean, that's... I'm on the edge of my seat. What is it? <laughs> I mean, this has got to be important. This is, this is very important. I love... <laughs> I love and respect China and the Chinese people. I'm going to add in that I believe that's patently and totally false. You are afraid financially of being kicked in the junk if they yeah. throttle your movie in China because you want to access that market. Now, your, your commie overlords there and here in Hollywood have told you, you're going to do this. Yeah. And, and now you're licking boots. And yeah. And, and because you're getting a little on, you're, you're getting a little up there in age and you're getting off the juice and you don't want to go back to getting tombstone in the <laughs> ring <laughs> on Monday Night Raw. So, yes. so yeah, you better lick boots, bud. <laughs> So I can finish it. I love and respect China and the Chinese people. False. I'm very, very sorry about my mistake. So. God, this must have been I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I sincerely apologize. You must understand that. I really love and respect China and the China people. You already said this. I'm sorry. Bye. Okay, so what did he so apologize for? Yeah, that's what I was for saying out. that what? Taiwan or saying Taiwan was a country. Yeah, because yeah, but when I mean, he didn't even say I'm sorry for saying this. I mean, when and, he, and I'm, assu- I'm ass- I kind of assume that he didn't do that because of how it already looks terrible to uh, to Americans 
But, like, they've got to walk this tightrope, this oddball, weird tightrope of trying to appease both that can't be done. But that also um, requires and will succeed because of the complacency of Americans because a lot of people aren't paying attention to this, and a lot of people don't care. They don't understand why this is, is significant. And so... Um, so what's the backstory with uh, Taiwan and China? Civil war. So uh, Taiwan claims its independence, and China says that it doesn't have its independence, and so they don't consider them to be a sovereign country. And so that's been going on for a long time. And so you have them uh, building islands in the South China Sea and uh, always encroaching. And so uh, that's that's why they demand that he do this. And like, how thuggish is that as a whole to, to demand that of him on those pretenses? It kind of shows you where they're at. I hope that's all right. Did it sound good? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I think I, I made all that. <laughs> can we get a fake news? Or <laughs> You are fake news. Thank you. Thank you for that. And I can hand it off to Rex with that one. Well, honestly, what would go well with that is what uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, what she's getting wrecked over the coals about this, this past week. Again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think... Uh, I think that's why she's becoming my favorite congresswoman. Um, because, I mean, if they're not hating on her, then <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure, yeah. Like, that she's in lockstep. Yeah, if they're hating on her, then she's doing something right. But she had made uh, she had made tweets about the, uh, the mask and the vaccines and stuff like that, and uh, basically comparing it to... Um, to Jews having to wear the Star of David, a gold star. But I'll let uh, I'll let you listen to it in her words. Back in a time in history where people were told to wear a gold star and they were definitely treated like second-class citizens, so much so that they were put in trains and taken to gas chambers in Nazi Germany. Congresswoman Marjorie. So then she went on to uh, tweet. She put vaccinated employees... Uh, get a vaccination logo, just like the Nazis forced the Jewish people to wear a gold star. Uh, vaccine passports and mass mandates create discrimination against unvaxxed people who trust their immune systems to a virus that's 99% survivable. Mm-hmm. So, and and the, to me, that could go right back to what you were talking about with, with Facebook. Mm-hmm. So if, if you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to carry around this card and you're going to be discriminated against because you're a quote-unquote anti-vaxxer uh, or you have some kind of vaccine hesitancy or whatever, and then you go and put something like that on Facebook. like, And I think people like her realize um, things like that are happening in the background. And even Absolutely. not even in the background now, it's kind of in the forefront. So. Well, and, and now, as far as what we just discussed at the, at, at the uh, beginning those things are being brought to the forefront because they're not, not willingly they're being forced to admit those things though. So yes, it is becoming more apparent. And I think that, that people have this misguided notion that um, dictatorial behavior, I guess, can't happen. I don't, I don't know why. And so you're seeing a lot of bullish behavior from the government uh, and coercion. Uh, a lot of things that have occurred, his, uh, occurred historically before we start to see things like what we saw in the 30s and 40s. And so for them to draw that correlation, and, and how rich is it, though, that they're allowed to, to refer to people like us as Nazis within our president 
with regularity as a Nazi, but you can't make a, a very worthwhile and I think apropos analogy to yeah. to what to what she just said. Oh yeah, I mean, I which I try not to go with the Nazi reference because it's generally a it's a pretty easy one. Sure, no, and, know, and, and I'm not saying but, they're they're Nazis, but I'm saying their behavior is patterned after com- communism and uh, dictatorial behavior. Yeah, but I mean, it's treating somebody like a second class citizen, absolutely, or and you know, forcing people to you know have some kind of identification, whether it be well, yeah. because you have it or don't have it. And Reverso talked about that last week with in, in Oregon. They want you to display your. Uh, framed credentials to even, you know, whatever it is before you enter a business to, so if you want to go in and buy a beer, have a drink, anything, you've got to, so how is that not, how, how is the, how does that not make what she's saying accurate? Oh yeah, it's absolutely accurate. So, and, and but they'll contend otherwise because they don't like it. The beginning, they love to hurl the, the Nazi moniker at anybody and everybody. Yeah. Dude, I, one thing I was going to say on this, and and this may be, this may be way off the mark, but obviously, they've got these vaccination cards, and they're wanting you to to show these, like you said, in Oregon, and you know, to get in businesses, whatever. And obviously, something like that that can be forged. That's not a big mm-hmm. deal. I mean, we you can come up with that, no problem. Everybody's got, you know. Photoshop, whatever, on their computer. I can make a vaccination card. If I know what one looks like, I can make one. That's that's not a huge deal. But, But, well, what I was getting at is how long is that going to be acceptable until there's going to be, hey, we need something a little bit more thorough. We're going to need to, I don't know, implant something in you. Oh, they've talked about it. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. How yeah. how well? How long is it till that comes? Well, there's. I think there's two ways of looking at that, and I think that that it could be negative or positive. Don't you agree? What? The chip in the arm. Negative or positive? Yeah. Look, listen, dude. Yeah, I'm not seeing the positive part of it. Hold the phone, man. Bill Gates. I'm listening. The world's most trusted scientist. The one that wants me to eat synthetic beef. Got it. Yeah, he's a good guy. I mean, if if he spear, if he spearheads it, I mean, it would be okay, right? You know Epstein's friend. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he just the one wanted, that's gradually look, listen, starting to look like an old lady. I'm getting tired of, 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 of uh, Bill Gates getting a bad rap. I mean, little infidelity, uh, you know, just... Oh, he was hanging around Jeffrey Epstein just to get a Nobel Peace Prize. He what, They weren't doing anything that Jeffrey Epstein is notorious for. He said so. I mean, why would he lie? I don't know. He seems uh, trustworthy. Yeah, I mean, so why would you not want him to put a chip in your arm? What could you possibly... I mean, you the guy what? is totally... After you put it that way, I reconsider. I, I knew you would. <laughs> I'll see it your way I'm now. I'm a salesman. Yeah. I'm going to start selling brake pads for Callahan Auto Parts. <laughs> <laughs> and there will so, be a guarantee. On, no, there will not be a guarantee on the box. So, I'm sorry. I'm rambling, but... No, that's that's a totally valid point, and of course she's being chastised not because of of that that portion, it's because of the overlying theme that that she knows what they're up to, and they don't want anybody blowing the whistle. Yeah, these people try and operate in the dark and in secrecy, whatever. But yeah, there's just not much door. I mean, with with today's media, I mean everybody's connected to the internet at all times. Um, yeah, there's not much more shadows to lurk in. Yeah. I mean, in my opinion, and well, that's a positive thing, which these people are, you know, constantly tracking everybody on Facebook and whatever. But, 
you know, it's like all these politicians and stuff back in the back in the eighties and stuff. Like they they say things now that are contradictory to what they said back sure. in the eighties, mm-hmm. and they just they rely on everyone's short memory. And if they if if they try to pull that off now, like that is one of the positive things about constantly being you know connected to YouTube or whatever, because you can simply look up on on YouTube. It's like yeah, yeah they they still haven't know, gotten used to that pattern. Yeah. You know, you said something a little bit different, you know, a few years back. So let, let me try to get hit this tirade. This is going to be fragmented, like all my thought processes. But and, and I saw I think it was like a meme or something, which it's, it's basic uh, American governance stuff. But, um, you know, um, people have to be governed left unchecked. They'll be unruly. And so the government is that unchecked people. And so and this really ties into what I was saying about her and her entirety is that she's one of us right now still like the newness hasn't wore off. And eventually people like her can succumb to the, the ales that, that they all fall to, which is foreign, a, a lot of lobbyist money. And so that's why they don't want stuff like this on Facebook. They don't want people like us doing things like this because you're bucking, even in this very small semblance with, with a minute audience, you're bucking the system because the government is supposed to be comprised of people like us, not people like them that, that you talked about. You're, you've been here since the 80s. Some of you, have, Joe Biden has been here since the 70s and you've changed and changed and changed and changed and changed. And everybody knows that, that and that was one of the things that, that people liked about Barack Obama was the fact that he was young and vibrant and all these different things, but the pri- primarily, obviously, outside of his skin tone for be- being a differentiation, young. Like, one of the, the, the monikers that you heard the most was young. And so, because, and, and in some aspects, young young is good, and there a variation of ages and governance is not a bad thing. New ideas. And so, like I keep saying on this podcast over and over, you've got a bunch of old, crusty career politicians with terrible ideas. And again, People are allowed to modify their, their opinions and change, but you can't sell me on the things that you're trying to sell when you've done and said the things that you've done. That goes for, for all, so, so many of them. If, if, if basically, if you've been in office over 20 years, it's all of you, all, and Republicans and Democrats yeah. alike. If you've been in office this long, I'm talking about you. Yeah. And they don't like people that are bucking their control. That That's why they, so you have, like you said, this shadowy, operation in the background of so something that people think is um, a selective voluntary thing with social media. It's not. Obviously, the, the connections we've already established between Facebook, the CCP, and the Democrat Party in the United States of America, period. That's been established. That's easily provable. That The influence is there. They, that's why they don't want anything that, that would differ with what they're pushing on, on the asleep populace. So, well, and I mean, how I would like to see, and I'm sure there's a statistic out there somewhere, but how, how many things have you changed your mind on since turning uh, 30? I mean, what kind of, how many fundamental things have you changed your mind? Mm. Things like second amendment or abortion or, uh, uh, what is it? Immigration. Yeah. Things like that. What, right. I mean, nothing, nothing. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. There's probably a statistic out there and I guarantee you the percentage is low. And I said this before, and again, just, just thinking out loud, like, um, because I think it's also exemplatory uh, because people like us can change. And I said before, 
um, the Bush administration sold us, these war hawks sold us on the Iraq and Afghanistan wars and the way they sold it, I thought it sounded plausible. But again, I was very, I was significantly younger, 20 year, whatever it was, younger. Um, and I fell for that shtick, hook, line, and sinker. Like, oh yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, go. That sounds like a good idea. Terrible idea. And so, and that was, that same um, mentality is applicable to the Trump administration when Donald Trump came. And, and you see it with Liz Cheney right now, whose father was obviously completely instrumental and totally involved and complicit in both of both of those campaigns. Um, they don't want, again, they don't want freedom of thought. They don't want anything that differentiates from what they're pushing. And that, and that goes for all forms and that, that included. And so, you know, the Democrats campaigned with Barack Obama. Again, that was another big thing with Barack Obama. So Oh five starting, starting in Oh five, Oh six, um, the midterms then building up to 2008 i just remember it being hammered over and over and over we have to get out of iraq and afghanistan we have to get all these endless wars it consumed everything if you think back that was very pervasive with the left you saw it everywhere in all forms of media which granted social media wasn't as large as it was then so it wasn't necessarily there i don't remember that aspect so much which actually i do remember seeing it on some music forums and stuff like that like stuff that occurred before yeah. social media. That was one of the biggest things that helped him win in 2008 was the, and so then when, when you turn that on its head and prove like, because the Democrats got quiet about Iraq and Afghanistan when Barack Obama got in office, that happened. I was there. I remember I'm not dumb. At least I don't think I am. And so I'm, I'm smart. <laughs> are you trying to convince me or you? I quit. No. <laughs> <laughs> can't believe you left. I'm blowing this popsicle stand. So anyway, but when, when Donald Trump says it, you know what he is for saying it? T- tickle. Is he racist? Yes. Yes, he is. Somehow I knew. <laughs> and I, I don't rightly know exactly how, but yeah, he is. So anyway, do we have more on her speaking? No, I was actually, if you wanted to, I was going to segue into... Uh, Biden's nomination for the director of the ATF because I think it kind of goes along with, oh, uh, dude, this guy looks like the bad guy from Ghostbusters too, who is also the same guy, the Percy from uh, the Green Mile. Yeah, you little conniving weasel. Well, and that's turd. what I was gonna say. <laughs> no, I, no, listen, hey, okay, that's fine. Yeah, this David Chipman, which turd, <laughs> he's, he's an absolute turd. Yeah, I was going to say he could, I mean, if, if he didn't make it as director, he could, I don't know, play like a weasel or something in a Disney movie or something maybe. Yeah. But, and this guy, look, like he's got a $5 haircut. He looks like an absolute politician. <laughs> but this guy, he's he's at his, I don't know if you'd call it his confirmation hearing. Yeah, it is. But they're, they're, they're giving him questions, and uh, they ask him to define what an assault weapon is. So you can listen to him fumble What's and an stammer. assault weapon? Yeah, Senator, uh, um, the bill uh, to ban assault what, weapons is what is your dozens of pages. Of There's weapon. no way I could define an assault weapon. You don't have any, you're going to run an a, this agency and you don't have a definition of assault weapon? But I would be enforcing the definition that members yeah, of Congress Yeah, but you're going to be passed. issuing rules and regulations. Just give me your definition. Um, I'll give you one definition that ATF Give me your definition. Uses. One definition that ATF currently Give me your definition. I can, can give you can one you definition. If you want one definition that the ATF 
currently uses. Yes. Yeah. So that that was the the misnomer on that that he was trying to. Uh, well, if you caught him that first time, he was talking about it's like twelve pages long. It's dozens of pages long. Yeah. Like what the definition of well, assault weapon? And that makes a lot of sense. It, yeah. It's the it's the uh, the barrel thing that goes up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but all of this stuff to me goes back to what we just talked about with Marjorie Taylor Greene, um, with Facebook, stuff like that. The, the the only thing that keeps us from being the CCP is the Second Amendment. Like somewhere in a in in America and its founding and with with other countries it's it's different. Like mm-hmm. but in America at our core, we've always been firm believers in the Second Amendment. And that's the only thing that's kept us this free this long. Mm-hmm. And People like this guy right here, man. They 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 absolutely aim to change it, and that's why they think that Marjorie Taylor Greene and Trump and you know anybody like them is so dangerous. Um, they just these people are not friends of the truth. Yeah, but and so they love or supposedly love diversity, but not diversity of thought. And then so like last week, whenever um, what was uh. Scarborough was going on his weak, contrived, fake tirade. He's totally anti Second Amendment. And so you're going to, but you're going to define what Americanism is and is not to people like us because we're questioning ele- the election. And so you're, you're also against election integrity, even though for four years you were for election integrity. So again, you guys love diversity, but never diversity of thought, even if the thought that the diversity of thought that you disagree with aligns with the Constitution in its entirety. So, well, and that's what Biden was saying. I believe we played a clip of it last week. He was talking about America was built on a document. And it's, yeah, absolutely. It's on a do- it's built on a document that, that, you that com- we would love to modify. Yeah, that you constantly try to undermine. Right. So, and I mean, that's the only thing that... that the people having the Second Amendment is the only thing that keeps these people from having an absolute social credit score that keeps oh. you that that keeps you from traveling, that keeps you from buying food, that keep you know that. Well, that, I, I think I, I agree, but I, I think that to to think that the social credit cor- credit score isn't already starting to be implemented, it's in this, it's. I think it'd be past what you, I, I would define as its infancy stages. Um, I think that that's already begun, and I don't think there's any stopping it. Like what, what, it, how that manifests itself, and what it looks like later remains to be seen. But I, I don't think that uh, I think that that already exists myself. But how can I vote for you? Yeah, Tom Cotton questions I'm him. I'm done, Mr. Chairman. I don't. I'm done, Mr. Chairman. I don't Boy, think I'm going to get an saucy. answer. You have called for an assault weapons ban. I have a simple question for you: What is an assault weapon? Senator, um, an assault weapon would be, in, in the context of the question you asked, what Congress uh, defines it as. So you're asking us to ban assault weapons. We have to write legislation. Can you tell me what is an assault weapon? How would you define it if you were the chair, the head of the ATF? How have you defined it over the last several years uh, as your role as a gun control advocate? Um, Senator, um, if I'm confirmed as ATF director, um, you know, my recollection is the only um, um, 
process but by which ATF is weighed in is that I know there's a demand letter three program which requires multiple reports, uh, multiple sale reports on the southwestern border. And ATF in that program has defined an assault rifle as any semi-automatic rifle capable of accepting a detachable magazine um, above the caliber of 22, which would include a 223, which is, you know, largely the so, AR-15 round. So you, okay. you, yeah, that, so that's what pretty much every semi-automatic mm-hmm. rifle. But this guy goes on to say that not only do they want to make um, a quote-unquote assault rifle into uh, an NFA item, um, which if you don't know what that is, you have to go right. um, submit a form, pay a $200 tax stamp, and that's that would essentially, that would create essentially a, a gun registry. Um, but he doesn't want to do that just for new purchases he wants to do that retroactively uh and go back and and that's i mean everybody knows right before confiscation comes registration which this guy's an absolute lying weasel um just because in the past which that guy was at waco and no matter what you think about waco and the branch davidians and whatnot um that the government shouldn't have intervened and uh they they had they they played a significant role with a lot of people getting killed and a lot of innocent children being killed. And uh, this guy posted on, I believe, Twitter and said that the Branch Davidians were trying to take down helicopter, took down two helicopters with 50 cows and just, like, absolute baloney, just absolute lies. But on this, I believe him. He's not lying on this one. Yeah. Now, I so. read his what, what his role was there, but I can't recollect. What was his role during Waco? With the, with, he was with the ATF at that point? Yes. And so then he worked for Gifford's anti-gun lobby, and now he wants to be, what, the director? Director. Nice. Wow. That, uh, which I, I noticed they're very, very fixated on the AR-15 and which well that right there he said anything with a detachable magazine that was above the caliber of 22 i mean <laughs> that's every semi-automatic rifle i mean in existence yeah i mean <laughs> yeah no that that uh oh hey by the way what is our email so our listeners know our email our email address is info at commonmanscommonsense.com and so, um, yeah, if you, if you have suggestions, questions, hey, and, and so uh, one of our listeners had, had talked to me about an idea of having, if, if you know, a, a leftist was to hear our show and wanted to debate any of these issues, that we could orchestrate a call-in via our email, perhaps. What? The, me me it, and the executive producer are going to see who can do his voice better. Okay. Go ahead. Are we going to read out the email address? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Let me get my mic perfectly positioned for this. So should I, should I do it with all my might? Yeah. You got to tell everybody to like it too. Okay. Everybody, if you would like to contact us, please contact us directly at info at common man's sense.com. Please feel free to contact us. We can also take live calls on the air via Bluetooth. That's smooth. I don't think I can compete. Yeah. Whack that like button. Can you whack Smash it? Smash that like button. Does anybody else whack want to try it. to do his voice before I do? 
You got you got a deep voice. The, uh, la, 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 la. I got to do through my whole vocal range, so don't laugh. No. <laughs> no. Come on, man. Come on. <clears throat> Info. Info at common man. I can't do it. I'm I'm I'm, I'm embarrassed that I even suggested I should try that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I'm, a, I'm that's an abysmal failure. This is the uh, the George Floyd autonomous zone, and um, they're doing kind of like a documentary. I kind of just stumbled upon it, uh, but they're talking to I don't know if it's the leader or the the director of this place. Um, hey, do, do you have another qualification to be the director of said autonomous zone? It's it's probably a long list. I'm non-binary. Does that count? Yeah, absolutely, that okay. counts. All right. What else do I? Do? <laughs> it's pretty much it. You're hired. Hey, I think we laugh the same. You can't make fun of me with a laugh. Like, did you hear that? I did hear that, but yours carries on a little bit more, and I think it possibly could be a little higher pitched. <laughs> oh, oh, it's, yeah you're right that sounded natural okay that's fine yeah let's go uh-huh. let's do this let's get yeah that's about rolling. as natural as michelle obama's dress <laughs> dude that's a that's, that's a bulge okay take it from the top autonomous zone oh yeah yeah we uh we're going to take a look at it. It's some kind of a documentary about the uh, the George Floyd Autonomous Zone, and they have a uh, they have an exclusive interview with the uh, the director, or whatever her stupid title may be. I'd like to direct that place. Yeah, <laughs> I think I could do it. Cars have to go through these checkpoints before entering the square where George Floyd was killed. The checkpoint looks like. A bicycle rack. It is a bicycle <laughs> rack. as a community space. Okay, I'm Police sorry. Can you pause this? The, it's the community space is is it, it looks to be that it's just like one intersection. Mm-hmm. And so obviously, so for the people that obviously can't see this, you can Google what is that? The, the fight to make George Floyd Square a quote autonomous zone on YouTube. Don't know we're still on there because we suck too, I guess. But. I was, it's covered with graffiti. There's like a ramshackle little, what is that? Is that like a guard shack? I don't know. And so then, look, There's like dude, shopping carts and stuff yeah, everywhere. And, and, dude, you literally have a soccer goal. Yeah. It's part of, it's part of, part of your barricade. Yeah. It looks like Mogadishu. It seems smart. It seems legit. The four blocks. For four, many oh, four years, blocks. this is the definition of a safe space. It's exhausting to be black in America. And yet, behind these barricades, I've never felt more safe. I'm in the free state of George Floyd. That's, the that's it. George Floyd Square is I just contested. wanted to hear, I just wanted to hear her say how safe she feels behind those walls. Um, because in the next video, we, uh, we get to hear how safe it really is behind the wall. I'm gonna have to watch that, dude. Can you send me? That? I, w- I want to watch that documentary. Yeah, I watched a little bit. Yeah, I want to watch it too. And it's actually. oh, it's so enlightening because it's really safe there, and it's just a really it's a community atmosphere, mm-hmm. uh, just good place, good grassroots folks. You know, good. people. I wonder what the business owners that that are located there were thinking when the girl was yelling, "Whose streets are streets?" over and over. See, I was wondering how successful the businesses are right there since they're since they're there. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, I'm sure they're very successful. Yeah. But 
Reverse Oak, can you get us some data on that? Uh, you know, but they don't. Uh, yeah, they said the cops don't. They don't come in there anymore. It's it's very infrequent. So do they? They obviously do not want law enforcement in there. Correct? Oh, absolutely not. I'm I'm sure they don't want law enforcement until they've got a problem. Well, yeah. You had a video about three or four weeks ago yes. of a woman sitting on the front porch and she was complaining because the police would not come in there and dropped her off. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I bet she feels safe too. I'm sure it's. I mean, it's a safe haven. It's she said it. It's a safe space. Yeah. When I'm going to piggyback off this in a minute, it's going to be great. But this the, is going to be pretty glorious. But I don't know that in her situation, she said that it's so exhausting being black in America, and and I just. I don't know that that's the case. Like in this situation, it, I, as much it is as it is, uh, it's probably really hard um, having to deal with your bad decisions in America because, yeah. like, the George Floyd autonomous zone is stupid. Yes, and and, and now yeah. you're living in stupidity. Yes, I, you, absolutely. You you've made this is a bad decision and now you get to live it. Like this is the definition of making your bed and now you get to lie in it. So, I I would say that it gets exhausting being an idiot in America. Yes. Um and, and I, I don't I, know that that's exclusive to any specific color. Oh, no, it's absolutely not. not, not, no, but not when, at all. And and if you want to uh, break it down, you know, along age lines, and I've said this about so many things and it's true. You, like, looking at that young female, you haven't been on this earth long enough to know anything about life being exhausted. I don't care. Because if so, you wouldn't be in the pretentious spot that you're in. There, I guarantee you there's somebody financially supporting you to allow you to be put in this position. And it, it could be other community organizers. It could be a, a multitude of things. Your age makes it impossible for you to even make say that statement with any any genuine component to it at all that I, I just think that, that that's really rich and you see that with so many of these young people that you're saying things that it's not possible at your age to have any real comprehension of and Candace Owens makes a great point in that these people act like bigger victims than the people that actually endured slavery in America you're not a victim because I wonder if the the which I know plenty of successful black people at our level that work in our field and they're hardworking individual family, individuals, you know, family men. And, um, they, they don't act anything like that. They don't talk about how exhausted they talk. They're like us. They talk about how exhaustive work is. They don't talk about how exhaustive life is. And dude, I, I'm some of these people I'm pretty comfortable with drink with whatever, hang out with. They don't talk any of that nonsense. Like that, that's, that's another leftist lie is what that is. What do you got? Uh, I have an update. When you were asking about how the businesses are doing in the, the autonomous zone, uh, black-owned businesses at the intersection where George Floyd was killed by police last year, known as the George Ford Floyd Square Autonomous Zone, say they're in dire straits. Black merchants near the once-thriving corner of 38th and Chicago Avenue said police have abandoned the blocked-off intersection, creating a, a dangerous autonomous zone that has seen crime spike and business evaporate. Business owners, quote, the city left me in danger. The owner of Smoke and the Pit Restaurant told the Post Thursday, they locked us up on here and left us behind, said the merchant who asked not to be identified. They but left that, me with no why, food. Why would he not want to be identified? That, Is he afraid of retribution? So they left me with no food, no water, nothing to eat, he said. The police, the fire trucks can't come in here. 
But that don't sound right at all because she just got through telling us how safe it was behind the walls. I mean, what's his definition of dangerous? I don't know what he's talking about. He's totally safe. That girl just said. She feels safe. That's the only place she feels safe. So what's he talking about? He he must not have voted for Joe Biden, dude. I bet he ain't black. Five (laughs) stores along one block are shuttered. Owners and workers at most of the stores that do remain open were too afraid to comment on the post. What are they afraid of? It's, it's a safe. Imagine that. She said, dude, do we need to replay what she said? Reverso. She said it's yeah, safe. I heard. He also said, look around. Things are empty. <laughs> she said she's never felt safer behind those walls. So I don't know, dude. Is this, is this fake those news? Those four blocks may be the safest part of America. That guy's probably a Republican well, operative. Well, well it's, it's not technically America. It's black awesome. owned businesses say they've lost 75% of their business since the Floyd Memorial sprouted up shortly after so his death. Is do you no? It couldn't be because the these people want the food that they are trying to sell for free. See, it doesn't have anything to do with race. It has everything to do with socialism, because that's what the, and it, you can see that all throughout the Black Lives Matter movement. It's all socialism, via, or slash communism. It's it's disgusting. It's disturbing. It's it preaches socialism, but it is fomented by I believe, in my opinion foreign actors that are communist is what I think. He also quoted as saying they're telling delivery drivers and customers not to come into the area because it's violent. So this (laughs) is a business owner that's telling his patrons not to come in because it's too violent now. Well, then he ain't a good business owner, dude. Well, well, actually he's not a good, he's not good at anything. He's not good at basic and like, it's safe. It's totally so safe. Can, can we hear they, this girl tell us? But I, we just need to make sure that's what she said because I'm confused. Yeah, that is a bike rack because Cars it says cyclist guidelines on it. We're entering the square where George Floyd was killed. Oh, wait, wait. Can you pause it? Because it says Resident- F Trump. So it's not, this really isn't political and it's definitely not that the one part of Trump is covered up. See it. You think they stole all the bicycles out of that before they stole the rack? <laughs> <laughs> That's our main mode of transportation around those four blocks of autonomous zone. Yeah, it says resistance spray paint on the ground. They've torn they've torn up a lot of property. Resistance to what? I wonder how <laughs> how how that guy feels moving that bike rack back and forth. Like if he feels, I think he probably feels like he's actually in the. Uh, yeah, he feels like a manly man. Yeah, I, I really, yeah, I was going to say, they probably think he's in the military or something. But like, this car cruising through there, what are the qualifications to getting into the George Floyd autonomous zone? Do you have to, I mean, is there some sort of... Well, you have to show your vaccine passport. <laughs> not, number one. You think these people are vaccinated? If they number need, two, they have to check your social score. Yeah. I mean, if, if they need any vaccines at all, they need a freaking tetanus shot in this place. This place sucks. Oh, and, and you need some, like... I, Hep C, Hep B, Hep A, like wait, whoa, whoa, you whoa, need whoa, to whoa, be vaccinated. Hey, back for the free state of George Floyd. I don't really appreciate the way you're talking yeah, about because and this, this place doesn't look sanitary. It in does. this place, it says um, it's a false narrative. One of the the a member of the group that oversees the m- memorial said the merchants' complaints are part of a false narrative, and that the blood gang members keep us safe in their own way. <laughs> <laughs> wait, the wait, 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 take that back to the last two sentences. I need to hear it again. I got to hear that one more time. So this guy's name is Phil. I can't pronounce it. But this is not the same guy that told his customers. No, this, okay, this is someone else. This is a member of the group that oversees the memorial. He said the merchant's complaints are part of a false narrative 
and that the blood gang members keep us safe in their own way. Seems reasonable. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's it. Does. Legit. Yeah, maybe that's like, why because, this guy's wearing a red beanie. Yeah, that that's. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty sure he's not in the books. No, he's just keeping from each. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he might be an honorary member. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like, little wet dog smelling, never heard nobody. He's, he's white. <laughs> so, for everybody listening. So, I mean, what would the business owners know about their business that, that the blood gang doesn't know? I mean, no, not real. Free state of George Floyd. I'm going to move there. Well, well, it sounds like not. there's just a bunch of empty shops within this four block radius. Yeah. If you've got delivery drivers that aren't coming to restock businesses, then what do you and and they're looting all the businesses? Like, but what? Well, it, but what if, if that's what it takes to make that person feel safe, then then why not? I wonder how successful the drug dealers are on the corners, though. What I was telling you is, Very, I bet those supply guys are coming yeah. in. Oh yeah, <laughs> every those, those delivery trucks are making their annual their their yeah. daily routes. The Bloods are protecting them in their own yeah. way. I just think that that everything, like her feeling safe, is of utmost importance to not only the George, the free state of George Floyd, but I think that it should be of that same level of importance to the United States of America and really the entire world. If it takes um, vandalizing the entire um, city of Minneapolis. I think that, that they should do that if, if that's what it takes to make her feel safe. If destroying, like, so basically you've destroyed four blocks. If you don't longer, you no longer feel safe inside that four blocks because there's nothing left to destroy, I think that it should be like a fire, like, and just, just burn outward. Yeah, if until, you destroy eight blocks, then you feel doubly safe. Yeah, but then if, yeah. but if eight blocks loses its luster and you start to feel less safe again, we're going to have to carry that on out to 60 blocks radius. You know what I mean? Like, and so on and so forth. I think that sounds reasonable. Because her safety, her not in her not her literal safety, but her perceived safety is of my utmost concern. I would like, I think that we should really put a lot of effort into her feeling safe. And the state of, uh, of Minnesota should too. I think you should be the director of this place. I want to be, and this is my appeal. This is my application process. You can get in there because it says no one absolutely knows who runs this place. It's like a union. One person is selected as the leader one week, and if they're not fit, they get thrown out. But you what, should pack your bags and head up there. But if I get in, yeah. I'm not gonna leave. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna become a dictator, or I'm gonna be so good they'll adore me and love me, and then hoist me up, and then I will they'll, still be a dictator. No, they'll love you. You've got vision. I think I do. We gotta expand this place. You guys are yeah. thinking small potatoes. Look, I built tons of crappy clubhouses <laughs> in the woods <laughs> out of pallets and scrap wood when I was a kid, dude. We, I'm I'm gonna be a king, dude. Which I'm not gonna physically build them. I'm gonna direct my minions. Uh, the peasants to, to do that because I will be a king in the free state of George Floyd. And that's the thing. The free state of George Floyd is going to expand so much. I mean, I'm, it's going to be awesome. Oh yeah. Chicago, LA, New York, mm-hmm. Atlanta. We're taking over. Boom. Roasted. So we need to recap because we were talking about how safe she feels oh, in yeah. the free state of George Floyd. Yeah. She, she goes on to talk about how free, uh, how, it is and how safe it is and it's how it's just an absolute just it's a just a euphoric feeling just being there um and it's just an oasis and a safe haven um so this is i believe on the one year anniversary of george floyd's death um but this is abc i believe and they're doing a uh they're doing a live they've they've got a guy live right there in the autonomous zone doing an interview and uh this lady's asking him questions, just different, just different questions. 
and uh, we'll we'll see how that pans out. George this is the same safe space, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, this is the free state of George Floyd. Just checking. Just want the listeners to be sure. Mm-hmm. Contact us. Info <laughs> at commonmanscommonsense.com. Give us a like already. And George Floyd's death sparked protests around the world and jump-started a national conversation on police reform and race in America. Let's go to Alex Perche live in George Floyd Square in Minneapolis and Kenneth Moten in D.C. with more on the impact of Floyd's death. Thank you both for being here. Alex, I want to start with you. First of all, what's it like there at George Floyd Square right now? Well, Diane, right now, I mean, they're getting ready for, for today's activities. You see the cars file in, filing in behind me. There are people out. Uh, we've got vendors set up just in front of me here. They, they built a stage where there's going to be a concert later. And I will I'd say like to see the quality of that stage. most akin to those it's out of those pallets you were talking about building your Ford out of. June that I've seen since, uh, certainly since this became an autonomous zone. It's uh, certainly a larger camera presence out here. The media is back, uh, which would which, which marks a, a, a change, right? Um, certainly the sense of, of a celebration of life today as uh, this community prepares to, to, to honor the life and legacy of, of George Floyd. Alex, I also want to go to something else the family just announced in terms of their push for change. They're talking about details now of the George Floyd Community Benevolence, Benevolence Fund. How are they hoping that this fund will help the Minneapolis community? Well, Diane, you heard Kenneth talk about their push for change, and, and certainly that's happening at the federal level, but here's an opportunity that this family has targeted for them to make an impact specifically in this Minneapolis community, specifically this area of 38th in Chicago. And so they're starting with this benevolence fund. It's about $500,000 uh, that's uh, going to be doled out into grants for organizations and businesses that they believe have been negatively impacted by systemic racism here in this community. Uh, and so, again, this is part of, of, of a local, a hyper-local uh, push uh, that, that's also been echoed uh, at other levels of the state and national that we've seen. But this is this is how they want to impact this particular, this particular community. And, and Alex, we know that the day is full of events uh, to both commemorate what happened and also celebrate uh, George Floyd's life. So what are we expecting both there in Minneapolis and across the country? Well, Diane, I think one real powerful moment is you mentioned certainly the Floyd family meeting privately with President Biden. Well, right around that time or immediately after, uh, the governor here, Governor Waltz, has signed a proclamation urging residents in Minnesota and Minneapolis to observe nine minutes and 29 seconds of silence, uh, representing the nine minutes and 29 seconds that Derek Chauvin knelt on George Floyd's neck. But... Hold on. All right, we're going to check in with Alex in a bit. It sounds like you should see this lady's face. We're going to check in with them. All right, yeah. So, but they cut. Why why cut? Why cut away from it? Why cut away from the autonomous zone? We got some live action. Yeah, they Don't said you there's cover tons them? of events. There's vendors. It's a jovial atmosphere. I mean, the governor wants you to observe nine minutes for this to honor the. This, that I, was just fireworks. They were celebrating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, y'all be having a visual for a vigil for somebody else here later. Yeah, like for that dude that was just talking. <laughs> so 
you know, all we've heard from, you know, from the, the director of the autonomous zone, this, this guy, the reporter about how great it is. The governor. And, yeah. The governor. Oh, the girl that feels safe. Yeah. Everyone feels safe. Me. It's, it's great. Um, it's the best and caught it live gunfire. Like, yeah. <laughs> what? So it, ask and you shall receive. You want to defund the police? Like, this is what you get. Like you play a stupid game, you win a stupid prize, and and hey, congratulations, you've won it. Like you are the recipient. Like you, this is the grand well, prize, the, the autonomous zone of just complete idiocy. I think the most like one of the most rich things about it though is her response. Like you sat here licking their boots for five minutes, listening. Yeah, yeah, and then and then that happens. Like oh, what kind of events will be going on today? Well, there's going to be a shooting, so there's that. Uh, oh, there's about be a, five seconds. Yeah, there's a concert and there's vendors and oh man, I've never seen so much media presence and it's just been a great time. Boom, 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 boom in well, the background. And, and one of behind the, things, the engine block, <laughs> behind the engine block. Uh, one of the things I think to note too is that the ca- the camera angle was very specific. Like it wasn't showing what we saw in the like the the short segment we wor- watched the documentary where there's a lot of graffiti and trash and ramshackle shanties mm-hmm. slapped together. You, they, so they basically got the the camera in tight to the memorial, and you could see the foods in the background with yeah. like some wreaths and stuff like that. But because they and that's why they didn't show the stage. And I think when the shooting began, I could see the stage and it looked pretty podunk. So yeah. That's a safety hazard, you too. Don't, <laughs> you don't think it's up to spec? It's not quality? I mean, it's a blatant OSHA violation, but if it's for this nonsense, <laughs> I guess that's okay. Yeah, but, I wonder if it'd meet fire codes. Yeah, you think you get two or three people on it? How many people is it going to take to collapse that stage? I'm surprised. I mean, it looked like it had already exceeded its threshold. But, but, but seriously, like, this is ABC. You're supposed to be a news organization. You are capturing live the, oh yeah the like, news like on 9-11 they I, like dude everything <laughs> shut down and like everybody's bang watching the twin towers on 9-11 like and that happens with most stories like oh my god something's crazy going down bam get the footage uh no i cut that off we're not gonna do that why yeah because you, it doesn't fit the narrative that's why yeah, exactly <laughs> you're supposed and, to be covering and, and the, the news. thing is man you like, finally covered so you finally accidentally captured something interesting yeah and then you turn it off yeah but the public opinion of blm and the george floyd ordeal in its entirety has plummeted people are sick of it yeah. and because they know that it's not authentic they know that it's not real and they know that it's coercion which i'm i'm sure later on if you stick around with that camera i'm sure you can watch somebody overdose on some chinese synthetic fentanyl that would be sweet. Yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna roll that right into what what I was talking about a minute ago. Is that uh, a headline on Fox News? Atlanta quote defund the police backer has car stolen by kids in broad daylight. Antonio <laughs> Brown voted earlier this year to withhold 73 million from the Atlanta police budget. So here we go. An Atlanta City Councilman who is aimed. This guy looks like a brain surgeon too. An Atlanta City Councilman who is aiming to be the ne- city's next mayor had his car stolen by children in broad daylight Wednesday, and this guy's, again, a total brainiac. According to reports, Councilman Antonio Brown was attending a ribbon-cutting ceremony at an event in northeast Atlanta around noon when at least four kids jumped into his car and took off. Quote, <laughs> you don't immediately think, oh, these kids are going to steal my car, Brown said, according to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Atlanta <laughs> Journal he thought they were getting in there to detail it. I, I don't know. <laughs> well, how old number they say one, kids, but how old are they? The incident occurred amid a recent crime wave in the city. Brown, who joined the city's mayoral race and less than three weeks ago, is running on a campaign of, quote, reimagining public safety, the paper reported. Last year, he voted in support of an, an ordinance to withhold $73 million from the budget of the Atlanta Police Department. The, the ordinance was narrowly voted down. 
Brown said, <laughs> Brown said the thieves jumped in his vehicle Wednesday after he got out to speak with a community leader with community leader Ben Norman. He noted his white Mercedes-Benz has keyless push-to-start ignition, and he failed to realize it had been started, reports said. The councilman described the kids as being between ages 6 and 12. Quote, To one, what? That's what it said. Which, <laughs> young. Well, that's, his, that's what he's saying, so we, 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 that may not be accurate. One kid was in the driver's seat. Ben attempted to open the door and get him out of the car. He fought with Ben. I then engaged and tried to get him out of the car. The three other kids were trying to figure out how to get in the car or stay out of the car, whatever that means. He started to hit on the gas, Brown said. Brown added that he held onto the car in an attempt to stop them and was dragged about a block down the road before letting go. That seems smart. Quote, as he started to speed up, I knew that if I had not let go, I knew I probably would have, could have killed myself because he was going so fast. I, I would have started to tumble and I would have hurt him, the councilman said. I, okay. Um, <laughs> Brown doesn't plan on filing charges against the kids who, he says, acted out of desperation. Quote, this is a generational poverty issue. These kids at 1230 in the afternoon, why aren't they in school? Why aren't we, why aren't we enforcing systems to ensure that if they are not in school, they're in recreation centers, he said. I wish I could have skipped school and just went to, I mean, so the, basically I can be in PE all day. Is that what you're telling me? And that's, I've got a question. Sure. Where are their parents? It's a generational I mean, poverty issue. You, d- d- I mean, come on, man. Their parents are at home. Yeah, poverty. How? I mean, it's, they're not at work. <laughs> yeah, like what constitutes poverty? I mean, well, your the, parents not being around or is that, well, I got another one on Fox News. Uh, I'm poor, also, so my mom's not here. Also from Atlanta, singer. I have no idea who this is. Uh, oh, the, but is this guy? Singer Acone's Rage Ro- Range Rover stolen from gas station in Atlanta. Is it Acon? Acon, Acon. What, what did I say? Acon. Acon, 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 Acon. Whatever. It's who cares. Well, everything's with a K. So are you saying he's. So a con? It, yeah, it says convicted, like with a K. So I mean, they 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 spell everything all weird. Singer and rapper, and quote real life Wakanda mastermind. Hang on, real life what? Wakanda. Can, it, can somebody explain? Right, what Wakanda? explain that to us. Is, is that like jujitsu? No, no, nobody here knows what knows what Wakanda is. No, I think I, it's so, an African dance. No, 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 no. Wakanda is the fictional. Um, that movie uh, with the black superhero in the suit, uh, Black Panther. Yeah. So Wakanda is the fictional black, I, and I've never seen it, and I've read a little bit about this phenomenon because I see it so much with um, people talking about Wakanda. And so it's like this um, really highly advanced technological society that's black, uh, real-life Wakanda mastermind, a con, whatever. What did, what did he do to? I mean, is it is that like a karate? Is that a belt? Did he? Yeah, he's like he, mastermind is like the equivalent of a black belt. Yes. Like, do you start out as like apprentice? You know, move your way up. It's like a stair step thing. Yeah. So he's mastermind, and then you become what? Like, sensei? I think when you get a Range Rover, you become mastermind. Yeah. And Had then his, if you get a Bentley, then you become sensei. Sensei. <laughs> Had his SUV stolen while he was fueling up the vehicle at a gas station in Atlanta Tuesday night, according to police reports. Quote, it only takes a second for someone to jump into your vehicle and take off. And I'm going to, uh, reps for the Atlanta Police Department told their local Fox outlet, 
of the high-profile theft, which occurred just after midnight at the Quick Trip facility in Buckhead. And so I'm going to take that 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 um, rep's statement and finish it to what it should have been. It only takes a second for someone to jump in your vehicle and take off. If you're a moron who leaves your car running inevitably and predictably with a stereo blaring at the highest volume setting possible because you want every, you, you basically want to defecate into everyone's ears with your garbage stereo that nobody could care less about. So, but you know what? If he would have done that in the free state of George Floyd, it would have never happened. That is true. Police <laughs> report that uh, a con forty eight was pumping on the ga- pumping gas on the passenger side of the Range Rover when someone reportedly jumped in the running automobile and sped away. Fortunately, the quote "Don't matter" artist was injured during wasn't injured during the ordeal. I got confused there. You see why? He may be a mastermind, but he does not know that you aren't supposed to leave your vehicle running while you're fueling up. Grand Theft Auto is a common occurrence in Atlanta. It is not an anomaly, said the lawmaker. It is a significant enough crime and a consistent enough crime that it warrants this intervention. That's so... Oh, okay. The celebrity car theft comes a day after Atlanta City Councilwoman Natalie Archibong, that's a nice name, proposed requiring city gas stations to equip all their pumps with continuous security cameras to deter auto theft. Why could you just not leave your car running? I mean... That's too simple. So other people have to invest money because you cannot stop from... Because we see that here. I've seen it everywhere I've been across the country. I've seen people leaving their vehicles running with the stereos blaring. Yeah, and, and it's, it's always some kid-friendly music. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's family-friendly stuff. Yes, definitely. Like 100% of the time. But I, the commonality between the, the last three stories, though, is the defunding of the police. And so um, this is this is what you get. I mean, I don't know what you guys thought was going to happen when you started to fund the police and crime. Scott, I mean, I, did you think that crime was going to go down? Well, yeah. Which, and, and keep in mind, obviously, the communist power controllers that are pushing this nonsense through um, colleges and other conduits, um, they, they want this. This is their plan. And again, this is all lending itself to a federalized police force, number one, in my opinion. Number one. Number two. I would agree with that. Yeah, these people. And, and the wussification of our military, yeah. the, the new woke military ads and things like that like they don't want and i I watched a video the other day they showed a uh a uh a united states like an american military ad and it was all about diversity and how they've been you know fighting basically fighting all their life for like these culture wars and things like that versus a uh a russian military ad which is what like our marine military ads used to be right but it's like this you know this big rip shredded dude that's you know like he's pumping out push-ups and stuff like a man's man and so versus this dainty little girl that's been fighting for equality or something yeah like, yeah so it, yeah know. and she was and they were talking about her two moms yes that was nice yeah that's what she summed <laughs> it up she's like i've been fighting all my life for you know for what equal rights for your moms that's definitely what we need that's, yeah that's, and that's, that's that's the same thing and that's what they want to do to our military, but I'm telling you, man, I hate to go back to the the Chipman guy, but like this in the Second Amendment, I hate like to harp on it, but our Second Amendment is the only reason that the United States doesn't all look like the George Floyd autonomous zone. I no, I, that, that's that's definitely uh, accurate in my opinion. I've got a question. I'm, I just uh, want to get everybody's take on it because I've seen it on like Tucker Carlson and stuff here as of late. And it's been like a big deal. 
and uh, they've released all these classified documents, supposedly, of UFOs. Or you, what is it? Unidentified aerial phenomenon, phenomenon. now, yeah. It's not even a UFO anymore. I mean, I've got my own thoughts on it, but I just want to hear what everybody else thinks. You, you have to go first. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you I want, you to, to, I want you to go first. I'm not. I'm I don't have a hard line opinion. Uh, so, and, and like, hey, make fun of me, whatever, dude. Like, I, I, I don't think. Uh, is it true or not true? In what capacity? Is as it far ex- as like the footage itself? Yeah, is it extraterrestrial stuff? Oh no, no, I, I can't. I don't know. Because they've got all these like this. I think that, I think that it's very these. very possible that that is a, a American military disinformation campaign. I think that to me, I think that's probably my personal opinion. Again, I'm an auto mechanic. What do I know? That's my personal opinion. Is that's probably an American disinformation campaign of some sort would be the most likely scenario. I would I would imagine. I think, uh, I think that's the most plausible thing. Um, other than that, uh, I, I don't know, but it, it it seems somewhat contrived the way they're behaving about it. So I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't know, man. It's getting it's spicy. Getting spicy. Though. <laughs> it is. It's getting spicy. So. Well, that sucks. I, I was hoping that you were going to say you completely believed in it. So, <laughs> so I really wanted to rip on you. But yeah, I don't. I, I don't think it's out of the realm. Of, I don't. I don't. My personal opinion is no. I don't think that's what that is. I don't. I don't think that because uh, they're talking about these things pulling. I mean, god awful amounts of G's and like they're going, you know, they're going from air like transitioning straight into water, and they're like these little floating, you know, triangle things, and there's no visible way that these things of like propulsion. That you that they can see and so and it's so much more advanced than anything we've got or anybody's ever seen and I don't believe one bit of it. I, well, I think another possibility would be that um, there's some kind of technology that we possess and they're putting that's how, you know what I mean they're trying to again I, some semblance of disinformation. Possible, I don't know. I I don't there have was somebody some base off somewhere off the east coast that said that these guys and they interviewed a pilot and he said yeah we've been you know, experiencing sightings or whatever of stuff like this for uh, the last couple of years, pretty much daily for the last couple of years. Wow. Well, what do you, what do you make of that then? I don't believe it. You think that pilot's lying? Yeah. I don't even know if the guy's a pilot. Do you know he's a pilot? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen his credentials. Like I don't trust him. No, I don't trust any of them. Did they show his, at least show his vaccine card and was it framed? Now, if he had his vaccine card and he had that frame, then yes, I would absolutely buy into the whole story. Interesting. Um, Wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Which, well, I buy it anyways. I think it is extraterrestrials because the guy that used to be in, like one of the founding members of the band Blink 182 said that, that aliens are, are real. So that's, definitely plausible i feel like he's pretty much an authority on that yeah uh my my wife watches he's... some uh cockamamie stuff on youtube <laughs> with regularity and uh yeah, yeah a lot of people think that uh like the biblical prophecy is being the prophecy is being fulfilled and they're demons so i don't know if my wife actually believes it or not but i do what, what reverse though what do you think it is uh probably not real Listen, don't let Rex pressure don't, you. I, no, not, I see what you're doing to him. It. I know it. He was going to say it. I see the little looks you've been shooting, dude, yeah. trying to bully. I saw it. Tell me the truth. <laughs> what do you think? What's, what's, tell me the truth. What do you think? What do you think it is? You think that? Do you think that's edited video? Uh, I don't know. I really haven't saw a lot of it, to be honest. 
That's a cop out. What do no, you think? No, but I mean, I don't know. I'm maybe not as skeptical as you guys because I I think I know this is going to sound crazy because of the Uber ride. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. No, because I I think I have saw something that I definitely can't explain, and I'm not sure where I was at if it would could be a government experiment or something or not. So kind of a little more skeptical. Maybe it could be real. In the, your description reminds me of the first time I saw that Michelle Obama dancing video. I mean, is this an experiment? I'm confused. What's going on? Is that really what I think it is? Yeah, like, and is it really that size? Yeah, I mean, what is happening right now? Is this... I was scared. So basically the same thing that you experienced, I experienced watching that video, but... Uh, but he just kept pushing replay. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have this Just in to figure it out. <laughs> I only did that to figure it out. <laughs> and then started Googling different angles. <laughs> there was only one. It was kind of grainy, too. It was, like, it wasn't true HD. It's always like the like the UFO videos, like they're always shot from like <laughs> two thousand miles off. Like it's the shakiest garbage you ever did see. It's like, no, look, it really is a UFO. Seriously, like, uh, it's like uh, a Loch Ness monster uh, uh, picture. Hey, hang on. So, yeah. Reverso, elaborate on this a little bit. I'd like to hear more. See, no, I, don't, I mean, y'all are going to think I'm crazy, but the, <laughs> so we this, thought that a long time ago. Yeah, all right, so this would have been. Were you backing up when this occurred? <laughs> No, this was in, it would have been the summer of 1994. Whoa. Yeah, so. How old are you? Yeah. All right. So this would have been at Wolf Run State Park, which is a a park in Ohio. So uh, I was camping with some couple of buddies and his dad. uh, We had run some trot lines and stuff. And uh, it's probably close to dark. Uh, we decided to go out with a, a little boat with a trolling motor, and we had to troll across the lake to see where our stuff was at. And uh, I don't know, we were about halfway across the lake, and you, know, you could just see just lights, like people say, like in the triangle form. And uh, I don't know. It, I mean, Was there any noise? No, and I mean, it wasn't that close, but I mean, it was just something that, that you'd never saw. I mean, of course, it was dark, so you couldn't tell, but it was just quiet. I don't know. I mean, it was pretty scary. What would you estimate age. the distance from you to the triangle? The triangle lights were uh, probably about five to six hundred yards. And how how large was the triangle? Would you guesstimate? Probably at least half the size of a football field. Yeah. See, how do you feel about that, Rex? Is he making that up too? You know his credentials. Do you need to see his vaccine card? <laughs> because I bet he has one. <laughs> I'm going to have to see it. The vaccine card. What do you think, not, not, Executive? Not what you're pulling out, your vaccine card. <laughs> what, what do you think? Well, first, I was just going to ask Reverso if they gave him anything to consume before the boat ride. No. You think that was like a scout leader? Did you smoke? Give, giving Did him you Tylenol smoke PM. Where's the- and if anybody wants to Google it, Wolf Run State Park is in Noble County, Ohio. So it's a legit park. It's not a made-up story. Hmm. <laughs> That's interesting. Well, <laughs> the thing is, I uh, 
You know, I I'll, I'll, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I think I'm finished. Next, I thought. So no, we're gonna have a delay. By the yeah, way, because we we're doing delay. some house cleaning. We're we're gonna tighten up ship. We're getting serious. We're getting for real people. So yeah. there'll be a delay next week. Boom, roasted. <laughs>